0: Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio.
1: There's a text in the Old Testament that said that he that believeth shall not make haste. Faith don't get in a hurry. The devil will keep getting you to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, move, hurry, 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 hurry. He'll move you out of faith, move you into doubt, move you into unbelief, and get you away from the leading of God. He that believeth, the Bible said, it's in Isaiah, you can look it up. He that believeth shall not make haste. H-A-S-T-E,
0: Haste. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue the classic series, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth e. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth e. Hagan's classic message.
1: So I said, Lord, I'm going to put out a fleece. See, and I just turned over to you, and I didn't realize that I didn't turn it over, Lord. Uh, and uh, if, I, if they elect me 100%, that's my fleece. You see, if I get elected 100%, I'm going to accept that as the will of God, and I'll take that church. I got every vote. They miss God, I miss God. They got fleeced, and I got fleeced. And I learned not to mess with these fleeces. Amen. So I said, uh, I'll tell you the truth about it. See, I got out of the will of God. I got out of the perfect will of God. God just let me do it if I wanted to. But see, I thought all the time, you see, because this is my fleece. My fleece said, do it, you see. I'll tell you, I got down there and got moved into pastage. And a lot of things was more comfortable from the natural standpoint than what we'd had before. We got more money than we got before had a better parsonage to live in than we had before. Was driving a better automobile than I'd lived before. But I'll tell you the truth about it. I'd study and pray and get me a message, and oh man, I am just all on fire. And the minute I'd step inside the church door, it's like somebody poured a bucket of cold water on me. I lost it all. I'll tell you in 14 months time I didn't preach a decent sermon <laughs> it's a good thing that I had a background of learning to preach from notes and I had them right there in front of me no inspiration my wife was reluctant to say anything she finally did say honey you've got to where you can make a pretty good talk <laughs> that's all I was doing just making talks I wasn't preaching. And when that year was up, or 14 months, I'd accepted 14 months, I left. I left there, I didn't wait for some signal to leave, I left. <laughs> now later on, in pastoring, I always wanted to go back there and preach because I wanted them people to know I could preach. Because <laughs> they never heard me. They heard me give a talk. Man, you'd think he was a fella just starting to just, just dream a couple of months before. <laughs> well <laughs> I went back there to preach you see later hell revival man, just preached up a storm Remember, those people, just mouth fell open you know now we didn't know you could preach like that I said oh yeah I, I preached like that before I got here I preached like that after I left here well you didn't preach like that here I said no we was all out of the will of God me you and all of us I was here out of the will of God. You elected me out of the will of God. Well, I learned about that fleece business. I mean, I mean, one time ought to cure a fella. But some folks, bless their hearts, still not cured. They're still putting out fleeces. None of them have worked for them, really. I got fleeced. Church got fleeced. And you know, I never did miss it anymore. Never. Any church I pastored, I never missed it. Never missed it and I didn't put out any fleece either. <laughs> I knew what I did, I prayed and waited on God and talked to God long enough till I knew right in here. I just knew it, I might not can tell you how I know it, maybe an inward witness, mainly that's what it was. Well now here's what I started to tell you. We left that church. And I, I, I had a family, I took another church, just, just temporarily actually to, to fill in. I was asked by leaders of this denomination to just take this church. And so I did. Well, I would, I would be in my study praying, and I was there a year actually, but I was in, that, in my study praying, and I'd get a burden for this church where I left, you know, with that fleece and went to the other one, to go back to it, because see, I really hadn't done, I, I hadn't finished what God wanted me to do there. Well, I didn't want to go back there. And I'd try to get away from that. I couldn't explain it to you, just, I'd be a praying about my Sunday service. I wasn't a praying about that church, wasn't even thinking about it. I'm praying about my services, my Sunday service, my sermon to preach Sunday here. And in my study, many times I do much of my praying with my spirit as well as my understanding, praying in tongues. And was it when I get to praying in tongues. Because remember the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord that searcheth all the inward parts of the belly. And remember this, that when I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. Amplified said, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prayeth. And when I'd be praying that way, that's when on the inside of me, this, this, this thing would rise up. I'd get such a burden for that other church that I'd left back there over a year ago. Two years now. Until I'd just jump up out of the floor where I was in prayer and run out of the room trying to get away from it. One day I remember I came to myself out in the street beside the church. And I said to myself, how did I get out here? I don't remember getting out here. I, I, to get out of my church study, I had to run out of the church study across the auditorium and out a side door to get out there. And I don't remember doing that. I was under such a burden for that church. I was trying to get away from it. See? God didn't want to go back there to pastor. Then finally, after about 30 days of that thing that way, I said, Now, Lord, uh, are, are you talking to me? Are you trying to give me guidance? <laughs> are you talking to me about going back there? I said, I'll tell you what. Uh, You talk to my wife. You know, she can listen too. You preachers sometimes make a mistake. Think, well, I'm the preacher. God called me. My wife's not called to be a minister. But remember, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. And they've got the Spirit too. Don't think you're the only one who's got the Spirit. That's when you get lifted up in spiritual pride. And pride goeth before destruction. Yeah, I've got the spirit. I said, Lord, you talk to my wife. And so I said to my wife then, one morning, as we was washing dishes, usually I'd wash them, she'd dry them, I'd rather wash them than dry them. (laughs) And I said, honey, if the Lord says anything to you, you let me know. (laughs) I didn't tell her anything, give her any inclination. Well, I waited another 30 days. See, you don't have to get in too big a hurry about some things, and that's another place where, you, where people miss it, getting in a hurry on some of these things. There's a text in the Old Testament that said that he that believeth shall not make haste. Faith don't get in a hurry. The devil keeps getting you to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, move, hurry, 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 hurry. He'll move you out of faith, move you into doubt, move you into unbelief, and get you away from the leading of God. He that believeth, the Bible said, it's in Isaiah, you can look it up. He that believeth shall not make haste. H-A-S-T-E, (laughs) haste. Amen. And so, I waited another 30 days, and I said one morning, we were washing the dishes, and I said to my wife, and she's drying them, I said, has the Lord been talking to you? Well, she said, if he has, I don't know it." I said, has he said anything to you? She said, well, if he has, I don't know it. I'm talking about being led by that inward witness. Sometimes it's there and folks don't know it. And so, I thought maybe I'd get a little bit more pointed and bring her out. I said, has the Lord said anything to you about going back, and I call this town, you see, this city where this church we live, going back there, you know, call the name of it. Oh. Oh. She said, I thought that was just me. I said, what do you mean, thought that was just you? (laughs) Well, something's come here. I mean, you know, maybe that's just me, you know. Well, now, let's stop and analyze that when you said me. If you mean when you say me, that's just the flesh, then that wouldn't be right. But if that's the real me, the real you, the man on the inside, the spirit is the candle of the Lord, then that's not just you. That's the Lord lighting the candle. Are you listening? I thought that was just me. I said, now I want to ask you a question. Then we'll, we'll be able to ascertain whether it's you. I knew what she meant when she said just me. She's talking naturally me, the flesh of the natural mind. I said, let me ask you this question because I knew she felt like I did. So let me ask you this question now. From the natural, from the physical, from the mental, naturally speaking, do you want to go back there? Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> well, I said, that couldn't be you then, could it? <laughs> see, a better way to say the flesh, the natural man, the outward man, that couldn't be, you see? Because naturally, you don't want to do it. Well, then you're not going to be thinking about doing something you don't want to do. I saw she had the inward witness just like I did. I said, I'll tell you what, let's do now. I'm convinced that that's God's leading us that way. Let's don't, let's don't. It'll have to be God that'll open it up to get us back there. Let's just let him do it now. And so we waited a couple of months. and God opened the door. And I was invited because the pastor had left. I was up in that part of the country to preach there. And so I preached. How long are you going to be here, they said. I said, well, I'm going to be here several days. Would you preach a week for us? I said, well, yeah, we'll just 15 miles away from where I was staying, visiting friends or loved ones because they were ill. And so I preached. They said, could you preach another week? Well, I said, I'll see. And I phoned back down my way and got somebody to take care of the church for me. And I stayed another week. And the board said, but would you be interested in coming back here to pastor? I didn't tell them I had something, God. I just said, well, I might be. Well, the Lord said, we've all been talking, and I'll tell you, we're all 100% for you. And, and people of the church are coming. People of the church are coming. And they're saying, uh, you know, what if Brother can take this church again? Let's, if he will, let's vote him back in. I still didn't tell them. They don't know till this day. I never have told them that God sent me back. Never have told them what I had in my spirit. You don't always tell everything you have. I said well after all they have to vote on it. I'll tell you what to do just go ahead if they want to and let them vote on it. I'll tell you afterwards well they made all the proper announcements like they ought to be made at a regular business meeting and so they voted I got every vote but two he didn't expect to get it that well but uh, one of the deacons he never was with them when, when he talked to him and I asked one of them and I said what about him oh they said he's not for you I said why isn't he for Oh, one of these fellows said, I asked him, what's wrong Brother Higgins? He said, oh, now this is his opinion, not mine, you understand. This deacon said, I think Brother Higgins is the greatest and the best preacher that ever preached in this pulpit. He's the best preacher I've ever heard. He wasn't there, you see, when I pastored two years before. But he said, uh, he said I'll tell you one thing about it. He said, I just know from the way he preaches that if he's elected pastor here, I can't run it anymore. Well, he was exactly right.
0: You're listening to Rayma for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Call now to get this month's special offer. The book, Where is God in My Storm? by Ken Hagen. And the CD series, How to Live Worry-Free? also by Ken Hagen. Both are just $19.95. Call now and get this offer at this special price. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FATE99. That's one 1-888- 888 faith 99 or if you prefer write kenneth hagan ministries our address is p.o box 50126 tulsa oklahoma 74150 don't forget for faster service order online at rhema.org that's r-h-e-m-a dot o-r-g now let's join ken and lynette hagan Rama College Weekend coming up right until last of April, April yes. 25 through 27.
1: If you want to know about Rhema Bible College, that's a good time to come time down to here, come go to the class. Campus. Or if you just want to know, go right there to rbtc.org slash trendsetters mm-hmm. and it takes you to the page and you can find that's out right. everything.
0: Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, how you can be led by the Spirit of God. Thanks for listening to Rayma 4 Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.